in Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here on another uh, mindful, maniacal Monday, friends. Torture Port 492, the hypnotizing of humanity, how Americans have been conditioned to, to do the unthinkable, to really turn on each other and do the unthinkable. Now, as you can no doubt tell by my voice, I am uh, <clears throat> under the weather today. I'm going to see if I can get through this podcast. If I end up hacking, uh, <clears throat> please forgive me. If I cannot complete this, I will come back and re-record it at a uh, at a later date and time. But as we awaken to another week of geopolitical insanity, another week of algorithmic manipulation and general public fleecing, there are a few things I want to point out straight out the gate. First up, I believe that the National Republican Party, that would be the RNC, led by Ronna McDaniel, they are little more than controlled opposition at this point. They are being propped up by the deep state and their media allies in order to pacify Republican voters while they systematically dismantle the constitutional republic, the republic that they claim to defend. So I just want to point that out. The second thing is that I believe... The war in Israel and Hamas was intentionally initiated at this precise point in time in order to draw America into a multi-front conflict that will ultimately escalate into an all-out war that simultaneously will feed the MIC, the military industrial complex, and it sets the stage for a major terror attack on U.S. soil prior to the 2024 election. So I think that that stage is being set. And the third thing I want to point out straight up here is that I believe... There is an organized global effort to reduce U.S. dominance in order to institute global digital governance, and that many American politicians are actually in on this game. There's, uh, there are plans that are in motion currently to facilitate uh, America's economic collapse, massive civil unrest, potentially civil war, and of course, inevitably, the martial law that follows. So that's just kind of the stage that I see as I was surveying the news today. Now, to take it a step further here, I believe that the public is currently being primed for this series of events, that the two true culprits of, of that are orchestrating this chaos are going to be scapegoated. They're going to be pointing the finger at MAGA extremists. And I think the final solution is going to be rounding up these MAGA extremists, these political dissenters, potentially sending them to re-education camps, as many prominent Democrats have called for, or worse yet, potentially executing a plan for their total removal and termination, a la a Nazi-style state-sanctioned pogrom. Uh, and I, this pogrom, this word, P-O-G-R-O-M, I picked up on it last week. It was out in the news a lot because it was the 85th anniversary of the Nazis' pogrom annihilating the Jews. And I put the definition in there. For those who are unfamiliar, it is an organized, uh, officially encouraged massacre or persecution of a minority group. It's it's done by the state, essentially. And this is I what, again, what I believe the stage is being set for. So none of this is fun to talk about. And, of course, none of it may ever happen. So it is speculation. But despite the fact that it's all speculation, pure speculation, friends, if we fail to face the possibility that it might happen, that the stage might be getting set for just exactly this, if we don't deal with the reality that there are many people who actually want this to happen, then we're never going to see it coming, right? So consider how many Americans currently are blinded by hate and rage. They're calling for people to drink the blood of Jews and all that jazz. You know, isn't I mean, it's absolutely insane. And yet, 
it's happening. And the craziest part about it in my mind is is just how quickly the public has been whipped into this bloodlusting frenzy. You know, just just like that, the flick of a switch. Uh, people are, are 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 out of their mind, completely out of their mind. And with those people in this delusional state right now, it's really an emotional uh, hypnosis right now. They are. They're not protesting the genocide of Israel. They're they're antagonizing the ge- the genocide of Israelis, and they're cheering it on. And that's what people are calling for right now today. Can you imagine if that was turned against MAGA extremists? You know, just to keep the point front and center, friends, we are witnessing millions of Americans supporting the genocide of a traditional ally. And this psychosis seems to have been triggered within, essentially within a single media cycle. It continues to play out today, but it was just overnight. And in an instant, any pretense of civility or tolerance or equity was just tossed out the window. And all at once, a rabid bloodlust swept through the college campuses, through the liberal media outlets, and through the other socialist circles all around the world. You think, how the hell could that happen? How can this be? How could it be that so many millions of people could so quickly be triggered to ignore their fundamental values, to ignore general human dignity, to openly call for global genocide? How can that be? And the answer is, in my mind, psychological warfare. It's It's the mental and emotional manipulation generated by the relentless propaganda. It's the effect of state censorship that keeps people blind to both sides of the story, to the humanity on both sides of the story. It's the algorithmic social interventions that are proactively reshaping human consciousness at the global scale. This is why people are openly calling for genocide right now. And I think another way to look at it would be to think of it as if the media is hypnotizing the whole of humanity. They're using their dark magic to turn peace-loving people into bloodthirsty savages. And <clears throat> I realize, friends, I realize it's a stretch of the imagination, but I mean, look around. Doesn't, isn't this what's happening? It's certainly what appears to be happening right now in front of our very eyes. And I think it is imperative that we contemplate the possibilities of how this might play out. If people can so easily be triggered and trained to hate to call for genocide, then there are really no boundaries to what can be done by by those who are wielding this power to manipulate the masses. Does that make sense? If they can hypnotize the masses and trigger just like that these calls for blood bloodlust and genocide, you know, what can they not do? We need to be wise to this threat. Right now, the hatred that is being directed at the Jews, which is extremely telling if you really think about it, given the fact uh, of the the history of the horrific atrocities against the Jews, I think that that should prevent or provide at least some sort of buffer against this kind of indoctrination. Because we've seen it before, heinous crimes against the Jewish people, it, that should be a psychological buffer. But right now, just like that, boom, it, it, they've triggered this exact same hatred again. That's how powerful the psychological manipulation has become. Now, what's even more troubling to me here is that the the emotionally charged rhetoric that's been repeatedly aimed at 
squarely right at Americans, right? They're 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 not just training people to hate Jews. They're training people to hate MAGA extremists. They're training people to to hate anyone who stands in opposition to the global socialist takeover of our country. Anyone who who wants to make America great again has been dubbed an extremist. Those who have had the audacity to protest the grossly corrupt 2020 elections are still being tracked down like animals. Friends, I you know, I don't know if you caught last week's much hyped FBI manhunt for Mr. Gregory Yetman, uh, but that manhunt, you know, widely publicized, I think that makes it abundantly clear. People are still being tracked down like animals. You check out the headlines, you know. Gregory Yetman Manhunt, the FBI SWAT team and police search for January 6th riot suspect as he fled through the New Jersey woods. You know, who is this Gregory Yetman, the FBI manhunt for a January 6th fugitive? They want to, wanted New Jersey man Gregory Yetman surrenders uh, for alleged involvement in the Capitol assault. Friends, it wasn't a capital assault. This man was not likely to be a fugitive. If you look at pictures, he looks like a pretty nice family man. But the message here is clear. Uh, 30 months later, two and a half years later, you can run, but you cannot hide. Meanwhile, Politico out, is out with a piece. They, they say that... Uh, that they're painting the picture that like this is an ongoing operation, according to Politico. And I quote first, actually, I'm going to get a little sip of water here, friends. Please forgive me. Mm. The voice is a little rough today. <laughs> according to Politico, quote, close to 1,100 people have been arrested in connection with January 6th so far, with the January 6th riot so far, and more than 300 have been sentenced to periods of incarceration. More arrests continue to roll in more than 30 months after the attack, period, end quote. Wow. Over 1,100 people have been arrested. More than 300 people have been sentenced. People are rotting away in solitary confinement in the D.C. gulag, and the weaponized federal government is still hunting people down more than 30 months later. Friends, what can we extract from that fact? Do you really think that the FBI and the DOJ could not have just, you know, rounded everyone up, all of these so-called insurrectionists, within just a month or two of the J6 protests? I mean, surely they could have done that, right? Of course they could have done that. They knew who was there. They knew where these people came from. They knew exactly where they could be tracked down and arrested even before the whole thing unfolded. They could have stopped J6 before it ever stopped, uh, ever started. But of course, uh, for those of us in the know, that was never the plan, right? So let's go ahead and back up and just zoom out a little bit. Zoop! You know, I want to take a look at the bigger picture because there's always a bigger picture. You know, acknowledging right up front here how crazy and unlikely it seems to speculate that our own federal government would ever round up political dissenters the way that Nazis rounded up the Jews, I feel inclined to remind the listening audience, the astute listening audience of the Torch Report, of a few pertinent reports uh, by your favorite fuzzy peasant I put out here over a year ago. Torch Report 189, when police get political. political, And in Torch Report 189, we learn that big tech has been selling your personal data to law enforcement agencies since at least 2017. And it's quite ironic, of course, that this practice of big tech uh, working with the weaponized agencies, this practice started right after 
Trump was elected, uh, despite Hillary Clinton's efforts to rig the election via the Trump-Russia collusion hoax and all that crap, you know. Um, of course, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax was pre- predicated entirely upon bought and paid for Russian disinformation. But right about that time, <clears throat> all of a sudden, big tech starts selling your personal data to law enforcement agencies. Why? What are they doing with this? Well, they're tracking what you think and what you say and who you hang out and who you connect with. And the point is that this colluding between big tech and the deep state in 2017, it allowed them to deploy the sentinel surveillance, the social listening, and the algorithmic social interventions that certain affiliates of the WHO, the World Health Organization, have been developing since 2016. And those uh, those technology, sentinel surveillance, social listening, algorithmic social interventions, they just so happen to be used for political interventions in order to keep people safe from misinformation, in order to direct the outcome of elections all around the world. Friends, to, uh, I've documented this at length, so if you want to dig in there, I did put a, uh, a a few reports to reference the threat of AI, the great manipulation, mysterious election interventions, etc. But I want you to grasp how prolific these technologies are. I want you to consider this passage from the WHO on how they are using their ears. I kid you not. The WHO is using their early AI-supported response with social listening. The globalists are using their ears for, quote, uh, I'm sorry, the WHO, quote, has built a platform called Ears, or the early AI-supported response with social listening tool, which allows decision-makers to view a real-time analysis of narratives happening in public online forums in multiple countries and languages. Rather than conducting surveys and polls, which can be expensive and offer feedback about past trends and attitudes, the EARS program allows policymakers access to real-time feedback from local contexts about, about constituent concerns in the moment. Period. End. Quote, I apologize if I butchered that slightly. What I think is important to understand is that despite the WHO claiming they're using this weaponized AI for tracking health information, uh, they were they were putting this out there in the context of the pandemic. It's critical to realize the technology was first being developed for political interventions. And there should be absolutely no doubt that right now this exact same technology is currently being used for b- political interventions right here in the good old U.S. of A. Hence the big tech and deep state collusion. Big tech selling your data to the deep state so that they can target this real-time listening of what the hell the peasants are up to. And these AI-supported ears of the global cabal ultimately allow them to track public sentiment and public dissent and target individual demographics with customized propaganda that is designed by behavioral psychologists to create behavioral change. And just in case that sounds too fabulous to be true, friends, you can read it with your own eyes straight from their website. I did put a screenshot here in the report today. Friends, hey, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com thetorchreport.com. You'll find the screenshot from the WHO website that talks about designing a behavioral change model that's applicable to infodemic management. They've developed interventions that address individual community culture and societal factors. So these AI-driven behavioral interventions are meant to address 
individual factors and local community factors, okay? Thus, the globalists are, in fact, using weaponized AI to drive behavioral change at the societal level by developing interventions that affect us at the individual level. Now, I think it's really, really important to kind of wrap our heads around that, and then we need to back up to the threat of eliminating political dissent altogether. Just like they tried to eliminate the Jews, I believe the stage is being set potentially, I speculate, for the elimination of uh, all political dissent. So if, if if it is possible for the globalists to use social listening to customize interventions that lead to behavioral change, as we just learned, is it not also possible for them to use these exact same tools to drive the public into a hysterical rage, a fit of blind hatred? Could this, in fact, be what's happening right now with this whole replay of hating the Jews, despite all the historical evidence that would indicate such a mentality would never happen again. We are witnessing right now this rampant, rabid hatred of Jews. Could this be a test run of what is possible with these sneaky algorithmic social interventions and uh, you know these behavioral interventions? Friends, they are controlling the flow of information via state censorship. They are controlling what people believe and how people feel about things. They are controlling... The way that people behave and ultimately how they vote. They are doing this with weaponized artificial intelligence all around the world. And they have been developing and deploying these tactics for nearly a decade. So let me remind you that we are in fact in the days of disenchantment right now. Our very own government has spent the last 15 years programming the public to believe that right-wing extremism is the greatest threat to our nation and that MAGA extremists are a threat to democracy. They have been programming the public to believe that anyone who spreads, and I quote, anyone who spreads fear of communist regimes and related conspiracy theories characterizing the U.S. government's role as either complicit in a foreign invasion or acquiescing to a part of a one-world government, anyone spreading that is a a purveyor of extremist rhetoric and misinformation. Okay, think about that. Contrast that with the open calls for genocide and drinking the blood of Jews. And what we see is that those of us who dare to resist are said to be suffering from oppositional defiance disorder. It's said that we are deliberately annoying each other. I'm sorry, deliberately annoying others because we're ignoring orders, because we're unwilling to go along with the crowd. And it would almost be funny if they weren't so damn serious, you know? The weaponized federal agencies claim that right-wing extremisms, I'm sorry, right-wing extremists are known for rejecting federal authority in favor of state or local authority, i.e. right-wing extremists are to be identified by their adherence to the principles of the United States Constitution. Can you see how the stage is being set? It is said that MAGA is a bigger threat to America than Hamas could ever be. Are you effing kidding me? It's right there, friends. Most Americans see the MAGA crowd as a threat to democracy. One in four Republicans think MAGA is a threat to democracy. New bipartisan group calls out MAGA as a fascist movement. And the American Values Survey realized the of MAGA extremism on American democracy. Friends, it is a complete inversion of reality. And yet close to half of the country has been conditioned to accept it. Clearly to the left, 
MAGA Americans are on par with the Jews. So how long before the masses are hypnotized into cheering for our eradication? That's what I want to know, friends. I speculate that before too long, we just might find out. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, find the heart, click the heart, and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Thank you for bearing with me, being a little bit rough today, friends. Get out there and embrace the rest of this magical, mindful Monday. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.